0: Science. Hello, welcome to Probably Science, holiday bonus spectacular. <laughs> My yeah. name's Andy Wood.
1: I'm Jesse Case.
2: And I am a festive Matt Kirshen. Ah. Yeah, yeah that's right. I get, I, I'm getting increasingly festive.
0: Are you I'm, wearing an ironic sweater? Or is that Well, a not t- yet, t- but I'm thinking about
2: it. That's how yeah. festive I am right now.
1: I'm... No. I'm seriously considering it now Matt you've already done Hanukkah yeah so I mean has Just your holiday done it, season finished it's over I mean has your holiday season peaked or are you still are you still like motoring in
2: yeah they de- like uh, for every Jewish person like Hanukkah is definitely the the peak of the season as you get to light several candles and sure maybe receive if you're a kid some subpar presents
1: okay <laughs> so <laughs> All right. it's,
2: it's pretty it's pretty exciting
1: all right. So you're still you're excited. Into, you know, what's weird. I would love to attend Hanukkah with you, though, because I've never heard you sing ever. There
2: there is mm. the, there isn't really an attending Hanukkah to be done. Like you just sort of light some candle. It's a very minor holiday. That's I think I think heard. that's one of, Yeah, I think that's one of the things that sort of it's grown in status and stature because it happens to be at the same time as Christmas. Right. Which to be fair, Christmas grew in status and stature because it happens to be at the same time as Saturnalia, Or right. it was made to be at the same right. time as that. But um but yeah, it's 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 not like it's not one of the big ones in the Jewish calendar. Like if it's only really big because of it's like, oh well I guess and the Jewish people have Hanukkah.
1: Okay, so I've been to one Hanukkah and the guy uh lighting the candles, you know, and he's he's he lit it was like on the first night or something, so he's light, lighting a candle. And uh, I remember there being singing, but was he just a crazy guy?
2: No, there, there's probably... I'm not even sure. I can't even remember now what the... Like, there's a prayer that you're meant to say because there's a prayer for everything in the Jewish faith. Like, there's sure. literally a prayer for everything. Um, and then... There, and that, that, by the way, is literally used in the correct sense. There is literally a prayer for everything. <laughs> and... Um, and yeah, is there i so, so, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's
1: some
0: kind of menorah song that kids might sing. Sure.
1: You're just one of the only people I've never heard sing. Now that I've, I've, heard, think him, about. I've
0: heard him sing on Guilty Treasure. He did a great Ace of Bass All That She Wants. That's oh, true. But, yeah. That's is incredible. That
2: I, 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 I forgot when I turned up to rehearsal which of the two of their songs I picked. And now I, can't, I couldn't remember until you said <laughs> it just now which of the two which I one?
1: actually did. Well, you know, has, you know who has the voice of an angel? Is our that? guest? It's our guest today, you guys. We, we, we have a guest for our Christmas bonus holiday spectacular, and it's going to be... It's the, we do, and it's, it's not just us, and it's, uh, it's the wonderful Kimberly Clark. Hey, Kimberly.
3: Hi there.
2: Hey. How are you doing, Kimberly? I, I worked with you less than a week ago.
3: Yes, yes, we're at Dynasty Typewriter.
2: It was a very fun club if, or theater venue. Whatever you call it, room, place where comedy say, happens.
3: It doesn't really have a club vibe.
2: Uh, there this it's not a club. There's no sort of table service and bad fried it, food. It's, it's it's like a little theater that has a concession stand out front and but it's, exactly. it's great. Exactly, popcorn the,
0: and uh, candy. If the seat bottoms uh, spring back up when you get out of them, you can't call it a club. That's my rule. I'm going to make That's that up rule. as a as a rule.
1: That's fair, but I think most seats should do that. It's weird that that's only in the movie theater. Like, I mean, I'm, I'd be down for that just in my living room, you <laughs> know? Yeah, space,
3: I was just space about space space to say, that should be standard.
1: Yeah, spring yeah. up seats should absolutely be standard. If
2: anyone else just say, yeah, it's a Murphy chair. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Why isn't every bed a Murphy bed? All of our lives would be better if that were true. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I'm no. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of just everything sort of flipping upward when you're done with it. I want a K- Murphy fridge, kitchen
2: tables, yeah, sideboards, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The other thing I have that flips away is uh, one of those maps of the world that um, you know when it's needed, it turns over and it's in the middle of the room and I can plan things. Yep. But then when it's not required, down. It's just a big empty room.
3: Oh, Post- that's requests. like a minimalist dream. You know those houses? Have you seen those? tiny spaces where people like fold everything up in the walls yeah yeah like that's not bad would you be
0: able to make it in one of those you think
3: just for a summer
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. well but kimberly you can i remember years and years ago right and Uh -uh. this is when we were all no no uh when we were all doing like the world's worst open mics like at 4 p.m somewhere on sunset or whatever um I remember I think you won it, but you brought that you would always have this like insane camera with you. That was like way too good to be taping an how open mic you, set.
3: How, how do you know my life
1: like that? How do you remember this? <laughs> I remember everything, Kimberly. But but That's no, this crazy. was crazy. <laughs> this was back. No, I just remember. I thought it was interesting because it was like, you know, this was before I think even phones. You could kind of record a voice memo, but everyone had those like flip cameras Remember those for for a Mm -hmm. minute? And Kimberly's like showing up with like an IMAX rig to like.
3: (laughs) No, straight up. I had a Panasonic, um, like one of the first digital cameras. Let me tell you a story behind it. Yeah, it was like a crazy
1: nice camera. But I remember thinking, I remember we talked about that for a minute. That's that's all I. um, That's funny that 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 you you remember this. Yeah, what's the story there with your... Well,
3: you know, I was a PA on the last seasons of um, the Drew Carey show, right?
1: No.
0: I didn't know this. Okay.
3: Well, I was a PA and uh, Drew did like a film festival for the cast and crew. And everybody that participated, you know, submitted a short film. And so that was my, my prize for the film that I submitted. Oh damn!
1: Okay. And it's his that's old cool.
3: and it's his old camera, actually. Oh, that's cool. He had upgraded, so like that was like one of the prizes. Did he? Did
2: he wipe it first?
3: Uh, hey, <laughs> I mean the memory,
2: not the actual physical machine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, know. I think,
1: but <laughs> I, that was like the first thing that struck me about Kimberly Clark was like I had just moved to L.A. and I was just like. And she's hauling around like a pro sitcom camera, like to <laughs> take these sets. You know, with like, with like the, you know, the like pro tripod because it's like eighty pounds. Like she's, yeah. You know, there's a yeah. guy with a boom mic standing there. It's got like, it's like a clapperboard kid. It's yeah. Ever- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. There's three people in this audience. This is she's really going for it. I this still is the hu- have this it. This is the hustle I've heard so much about. That is
0: hysterical. <laughs> I still have it. What's Are great, you planning what, for, like, a Val Kilmer-style life documentary later on down the road? You know what? I I mean, it might happen. I don't know. <laughs> Have you guys watched that? I forgot if we talked about that in the podcast.
2: No, I haven't, but it's meant to be good. No, it's what, good, what's going on?
0: Also, uh, the Val Kilmer self-shot, like, he was basically, he had a camera everywhere he went, so behind the scenes of all of his movies... And he put this all together into, like, a life retrospective. And it's it's really well made, but it also, like, he is the ultimate actor-artiste. And you're just like, oh, this is what everybody who isn't an actor... This is all, like, the sort of worst stereotypes of actors' self-indulgence.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a method guy, isn't he?
0: Right, yeah, yeah. He seems like he would not be someone you'd want to have to work with. I mean, delightful, interesting guy, good actor, Juilliard trained, which I didn't know, but... Um, he seems like a little bit of a, of a diva on set, yeah. It's so What's, weird. What like, are his health issues? I think he had throat cancer. So he has a tracheotomy right. or tracheostomy now or whatever you call it. Uh, it's okay. it's
1: it's strange when it's like, when you think of a method actor, you think of them doing somewhat realistic things like, um, you know, just like Daniel Plainview or something. Like, okay, you're like an Oil prospector, whatever. But it's like Val Comer was Batman, and I just like—I I wonder that like that method acting was <laughs> like that's insane. I mean, how did he not just get arrested just prepping for that role out and about? Well, I you think know? The,
0: the the Jim Morrison thing did ruin his marriage because he was just acting like Jim Morrison and listening to rumors all day long for like a year, and his wife was like. The doors suck. Come on. We all know this, right? Yeah. I, I love
1: runs it by the world's worst human. I, yeah. I, I love when a, a method actor, like, something in their life is so weird they break character. Like, um, like Daniel Day-Lewis, like, he, I mean, and, and Andy, you commented on this uh, on the Twitter thing, but, like, Daniel Day-Lewis was living as a Native American uh, and, like, dumped his girlfriend via fax.
0: Oh, well, you that's why you
1: tweeted that. I didn't know yeah. that's that's real, right? First of all, yeah. a
3: Native American would never dump their girlfriend via fax.
1: That's what yeah. I mean. He like he was he was living as like an 1800 like a, you know, Mohican last for, of the Mohican, for right, last yeah, of the yeah. Mohicans and he found out his girlfriend was like going to give birth to his baby uh, cuz he was like off the map. You know, he like disappears into the mountains all the time to prep for rolls or whatever. And he just like drove to Kinko's and faxed her <laughs> to break up with him. <laughs> He broke character. It's like it's it's like how how much I've never wanted to dump somebody as bad as like Daniel D. Lewis needing to break character.
0: He's wearing hides he tanned himself as he rolls into yeah. the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know why it's uh it's so funny to me. Method actors are it's like I don't think you have to do that. Not to knock them, but like
0: yeah. come on. I, I think that's like a legendary uh, it, it, comeback from some great you know silver screen legend when they were like how about uh acting oh, <laughs> right yeah, it, like it, isn't um, that the
1: job it was, the job it it was is Dustin
0: pretending... hoffman to, oh, it was, was, was a... to
2: dustin hoffman uh laurence olivier ah, when they yeah. were f- in marathon man he'd he'd yeah supposedly he'd uh, he'd not slept for something like three days and gone for a three-mile run around the block um before this scene yeah and then the supposedly the line is well have you have you tried acting my dear <laughs>
3: All it's of great. this for make believe, man. All they doing is make believe. It's just make
0: believe. It wasn't that hard as kids. Yep. Yeah. Everyone forgets that everybody who's an idol now was uh, one of the theater kids in high school at some point. It's, still, it's I know. still that. And I'm not knocking it. I guess I am knocking it a little. I was in marching band, whatever. I'm not above it. I'm just saying it's uh, yeah, it's make- it's make believe.
1: Well, anyway, let me tell you what's <laughs> let me tell you what's not make believe, you guys, is the cron. Right, the Quran is out there; it's taken over the country.
0: Oh, the Quran. is that the the new Rona? Yeah, the Quran. Okay, oh, I'm, I've been I thought you it the said Quran. the coron.
1: <laughs> no, that's that's real too. That is also real, as we all know. It um, is in a
2: lot of countries now.
1: Yep, yep. It's, <laughs> um, but every time we get a spike in COVID. Uh, in the United States, some data is reliable and some isn't right. Like sometimes, okay, we're only testing certain samples. You know, the, the genetic testing is behind in the, in certain States, whatever. But something that is, I think absolutely fail proof is the Amazon Yankee candle reviews. Um, the Amazon <laughs> Yankee <laughs> candle reviews, uh, every time we, I didn't know about no, every time we have a spike in COVID, they get a bunch of negative reviews because people are too dumb to know they have COVID. So everyone's like, I can't smell shit. Fuck <laughs> this. These candles don't work. So, so you can literally track. Here's the link uh, for us to discuss. You can literally track our COVID waves by one star reviews on Amazon of Yankee Candle.
0: Oh my god! Um, I have no, this is the best thing I've ever heard, Jesse. Thank you so much. No problem. Um, because
1: uh, uh, because just today they're back to being like below three star average, and all the new reviews are like, "I ordered this for Christmas and it just I can't smell it. <laughs> Fuck this candle." Oh and my it's, god! This is not uh, real. Uh, this is real. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it so they gave Also this
2: ready meal made me sick and tired <laughs> right right
1: um yeah it's uh it's pretty weird so someone noted on twitter this is last year that um that thousands of of all these reviews for Yankee Candle have been very neg- negative as as this wave of covid increased And um, that caught the attention of Kate Petrova, a research assistant with the Harvard Study of Adult Development at Bryn Mawr College, who decided to test the hypothesis by scraping roughly 20,000 reviews of the most popular scented and unscented candles on Amazon. Uh, She says it's rare, at least in my line of work, to stumble upon an anecdotal observation that can be examined using such vast amounts of easily accessible data. The results were surprisingly clear before 2020 reviews of the top scented candles hovered between four and four and a half stars since january however those grades have fallen roughly one full star so uh to further strengthen the and that's since january of 2020 so to further strengthen the coronavirus correlation petrova analyzed reviews to see if they contained terms like no scent no smell and can't smell indicating complaints about a perceived lack of scent. She found that the proportion of scented candle reviews containing uh, these terms nearly tripled from January to November, from roughly 2% to 6%, which is, you know, not, not nothing. Uh, and uh, representatives from Yankee Candle and Village Candle, two leading American candle manufacturers, told The Post they haven't noticed an increase in customer complaints during the pandemic. Still, many reviewers made their displeasure known online. On November 19th, Shaq assigned one star to a recent purchase of Christmas cookie scented candles. There's no scent at all, (laughs) the Amazon postings. And and it goes on and on, but uh, uh, the reason I bring this up is because this is happening again. Um, As of like two days ago, the Yankee candle reviews are just going, are just tanking again. And, um, you know, I think it could be related.
0: This That's... is my favorite piece of COVID tangential news I've ever heard. This I can't believe I didn't hear this until right now. Yeah, the, the... It's great. It's great. It's, it's great. I mean, Omicron is not great, um, but this is a really fun sidebar. By the way, I've kept a note on my phone now of everyone I know personally who has COVID because I think in the last 18 months, like people that I... I don't mean like, you know, people I see every day, but, you know, comedians that I... Um, right. more more than acquaintances with. I think I had maybe known three people in the last 18 months. In the last seven days, uh, 15 people. So I think this is a different time we're entering now. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, 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 I mean, uh, hopefully we, it's
0: less severe, but it's crazy virulent now. It's,
1: yeah, but I mean, we. so I guess, like, I mean, have you guys seen the stuff on the exponentials of that? How even if it is... Let's say half as severe, like some really good scenario where it's half as severe with the rate of spread. It still means like like that won't outpace the rate of spread will outpace the reduced severity for for like ICU usage and stuff. Yeah, it's going to be. So that's what scares me. It's like it's going to be a shit show, you know.
0: It's going to be a, a rough winter, but it could also be a quick, a quickly rough winter. I don't know. I'm trying to find the, the yeah, green, the yeah, green lining, lo- the silver lining. Yeah, yeah it the looks like
1: uh, South Africa has already sort of had their peak, um, you know, and we'll see. Hopefully, like the case numbers are decoupled from severe illness and death and stuff, and then it would be not much of an increase. And. In, Everyone has a shitty cold over the winter,
0: you know. That's what I, yeah, I mean, all the people I know, with one exception, are vaccinated and have just described like mild flu symptoms. So that's positive. But you know, it, as if anybody listening to this hasn't done so yet, get right. the vaccine. Get the. Booster. We'll get boosted. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Get, do your thing. Yeah. You know. I hate to be go.
0: judgmental about the people
3: and uh, that are consuming Yankee Candle. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a little bit of a candle snob, so I don't know. Yeah.
2: I thought you were going to be judgmental about the people who aren't vaccinated, but it was a completely different type of judgment. completely yeah. different thing. It
1: was just <laughs> yeah. about candles.
0: Really, that's great.
1: No, Kimberly way, is famous, famously an anti-vaxxer. She just loves uh, candles. She's that's why right. run. Exactly. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: That's I how I thought... vaccinate
1: by <laughs> like candles. <can't> <laughs> by the way, when we were... I have
3: everything in me, I have all my shots. Oh, Not nice. that I, ha- I needed to disclose that to all of you.
0: No, no, no. Um, we are we are overdue to ask you the question that we ask all of our guests, which is what, if anything, is your background in science? And that doesn't mean we expect that you have any kind of degree in it, but like, is there a class that you took and liked or didn't like? Did you ever uh, make a baking soda and vinegar volcano at home or light things on fire with your friends as a kid in the woods, preferably? Uh,
3: surprisingly, I was pretty good at science in high school like I remember doing really well in like my physics class. I mean, anything, I didn't really do much with it beyond high school. So I was a broadcast journalism major, minor in English. So I was oh. far away from that land. But I do remember my physics teacher took me to this physics related event at Syracuse University. Like none of my classmates were interested and I was like, I'll go. And so me and Dr. J Quinn went And he like briefed me and he was like, look, he was like, you know, a lot of these kids, they're very socially awkward. (laughs) It was just kind of weird how he was briefing me. I was like, maybe what a
0: junior. But you were cool enough. He knew he had to prepare you for these. uh...
3: Yeah. Not that I was like the Rizzo of my high school, but like, it was just funny. Like he was just briefing me like, these guys are really socially awkward and somebody may say something weird to you just giving you a heads up. But, uh... <laughs> Did, they? Did they? Yeah, I remember having a couple of weird exchanges. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm a black, I probably was the only black girl there too. So you know that was, you know, a woman and a black woman on top of that that added to the uh, to my exoticness, I guess, at this physics event
1: at their University. And the giant camera rig you had with you, right. of course was, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously
0: um. right. did, did did any of your parents have the um v c r oh, sorry the v the the camcorder that required you to take half of the v c r with you in a, in a thing over your shoulder like my oh, dad yeah did? my dad had that oh yeah, for sure oh
2: yeah we, we never had the we never had the full satchel one, but we definitely had we had a camera that hat that was the size of a vcr machine and you put the video you put the actual full-size video cassette in right, it. right right and then we upgraded to this was a big deal when we got the ones that had like the mini the half-size discs and then you had to put them in like a vcr caddy
1: you put, yeah you put those in a vhs type thing
2: yeah in yeah there's like a v there's like a full-size vhs container right that you like open and you drop your your half size one into it and then it kind of like spools it out and becomes become becomes like the regular size that you can play in the video machine.
1: And yeah, that's never how had you had
3: transfer one. it to the right format.
2: Oh, there was no transferring. There was no there was just
3: <laughs> It was physical. A physical
2: Yeah, it was it was like literally like the the thing looked like a like an actual video cassette like a regular size video cassette but with a little window that folds up on the front and you just and you open it up and you drop this half size cassette inside it and then you close it and there's like a little whirring sound as it kind of spools like it kind of hooks around the spool and like expands it so it's the size of the full length of the the edge so I
3: remember those do you remember the little cassettes that are they weren't little cassettes but the actual VHS tapes that would clean your VCR that you put inside the
0: VCR. Did Did that work? I was wondering if that was like a scam.
2: I feel like it probably was a scam, but we definitely had one, as I think did every household
0: because there were a bunch of cargo cultish things like that about tech back then, including like draw, drawing it with a green marker around the edge of your CD or something. There was some. Oh, urban, there's, urban there's the one of those that.
2: that cleans your uh, your t- stereo needle as well. That's the like you put it on the turntable. We had that, and then we had the opposite one that was like a brush that you hold on your records.
0: The- well, no, that's real. That brushes things off of the record. That's I have one of those. <laughs> Woo! <fancy>. see. <laughs> I mean, dust gets on your record. You brush it off. Look at yeah. Mister 1980s. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, um, I,
1: I had the we had the VHS cleaning kit thing, and it never—I don't know—it never did anything. Is right my parents still have all the VHS tapes set up, and then there's like the insane, like you know, there's from when you're a little kid, there's like the Disney section, which came in different boxes. They're in those giant plastic, those giant plastic instead of like the cardboard, you know, mm-hmm. and that so that's required like a complete redoing of their. Bookcase or whatever to get all these tapes up, Uh it's a mess. We're n- no one's ever going to watch any of this, you know.
0: I actually what are we dad doing? digitized <laughs> all of our old stuff, and I started watching it, and then I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be reminded of most of this. <laughs> right, right, totally. Do you Would mean you like guys old, have old like home a separate videos?
3: Rewinder?
0: No, we were never that fancy. Those things, that was for some rich people, I, I thought. But, well, we did you rich, have one? but we oh, we weren't rich, we had one. Oh.
1: the the idea idea,
0: idea (laughs) was that it would wear out your vcr to do it on the vcr or something exactly yeah there's like a
3: separate uh device just to rewind your vhs tape oh wow
0: i do remember babysitting for somebody who had that one of those and it was shaped like a race car and he went on to be the ceo of a company that i would work for like a dozen years later and he made enough that he had a, had a lot of Ferraris. So I think, like, if you get the race car VHS rewinder, that could sort of vision board your way into a future with Ferraris in it. So <laughs>
1: the the problem I remember when I was a kid, I had a lot of problems with. Um it was like if you sat too close to the TV, you know, and it would get all... Because of those old pixels, like the way that would work. Right. And um, sometimes it would... Uh, <clears throat> you guys, it would squish your eyeballs. You ever notice that problem? You ever get a <laughs> Where's this going, Jesse? <laughs> you ever get a squished eyeball? Have you guys ever noticed?
2: Oh, Jesse, have I got the solution for you. What are you talking uh, about? Some scientists have developed a high-tech sleeping bag that can prevent the vision problems. Uh, this is more of an astronaut-based issue. Sure. But... Astronauts living in space for too long in zero gravity, fluids float into the head and squash the eyeball over time. So this BBC news story, it's one of the riskiest medical problems affecting astronauts with some experts concerned it could compromise
1: missions to Mars. So I this, think it would be the lack of oxygen would be the number one <laughs> medical problem affecting astronauts but.
2: Yeah, and it's also really far away.
1: Yeah, oh, it's that's really true. That's like true. I don't
2: know people don't talk about this enough, but it's a long way. Mhm. So This sleeping bag sucks fluids out of the head and towards the feet, countering the pressure buildup.
1: All right, Uh, let me just digest that sentence for a while. Yep, Um, (laughs) let that sit with everyone for a second or two. (laughs) We'll just all think about that and we'll all just imagine. Why does that
0: sound painful?
1: Yeah, it sucks fluid out of the head and towards the feet. It's like the
0: opposite of those pressure suits that fighter pilots wear that try to push the blood towards your head.
2: O- on an unrelated note, by the way, our friend Helen, Dr. Helen, wrote in after last week's episode when we were talking about sildenafil and Alzheimer's, said, uh, hey, did you consider that approximately 50% of the population might be able to try sil- trial sildenafil for Alzheimer's without the risk of that po- particular That's side effect?
0: a very interesting... Yeah.
2: And where would... No, because what would be the point of that then? But, the I, well, I,
0: but I believe I could be wrong. But I believe it's prescribed to women because it also does have an, a, a, an ameliorative effect on.
2: It's, yeah, but it's it's positive. less obvious. And we were talking yeah. about we were talking specifically about where, how to do a placebo a blind placebo trial with Cedillin Phil, and that's a fair point.
0: Yeah. Well, like Kimberly, uh, what we Kimberly, we were talking last week about how Viagra might actually stave off Alzheimer's is the story we were doing, but then we were like, what well, could it also it be?
3: Does.
0: But could it also be that people who are taking it are having a more active sex life, and that could have some positive mental? Uh, yeah, so gotta control. Uh, for right. Those things.
1: So we did. We did that thing that happens sometimes in the podcast where we forget a whole gender exists, and uh, so apparently that's what we did last week, and, um, and we had you on this week to so we wouldn't forget this time. Yeah.
2: So that we're good for the year. So, that we're, yeah. so we finished. We finished twenty twenty one as good people.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what—that's the whole point of this <laughs> holiday bonus episode. Um, well, no, actually, so this... no. I'm,
0: uh, can I ask real quick? I mean, you don't have to answer this for yourself, but maybe any of your female friends—do you know any woman who has taken Viagra, Kimberly? Whether it's you or someone else,
3: like Viagra for women,
0: or because
3: I—I have heard no, of just it. straight she up, straight up Viagra to like women. a like their guy's pill. Well, yeah, I mean, the I, boner I, I, pill, Viagra.
0: The pill is the, not just. I think it's. I think it's prescribed to women sometimes. Let me look this up and see what the actual. Or it was a yeah, re- yeah, hypertension thing I originally. Feel like there's
3: yeah. a Viagra for women, but, but I don't
0: think. Is it called Viagra though? I thought the same drug could have effects. Yeah, in no, terms I, I believe it does. blood although... flow to the region. You know.
3: I don't um, know anyone that has taken that. To be honest, with you, it's, no, it's, no it's, women it's been, that I
0: know. They they have not
3: divulged that
0: to me. According to Healthline.com, it says it's um, been prescribed off-label for women with a low sex drive, meaning it's a drug that's approved by the FDA for one purpose, used for a different purpose right. that hasn't yet been approved. So take that with a grain of salt and some Viagra, I guess. Yeah.
1: Well, I know one thing that I would want to do if I had a big old boner is I would want to suck the fluid out of my head towards yes, my feet. guys.
2: The, <laughs> <Yeah>. the
1: <laughs> development of this sleeping bag, this crazy sleeping bag, it was, uh, it was led by Dr. Benjamin Levine. Um, He's the professor of internal medicine at University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas, who's working on having the device deployed on the International Space Station. NASA has documented vision problems in more than half the astronauts who served for at least six months on the ISS. Some became farsighted, had difficulty reading, and sometimes needed crewmates to assist in experiments. Um, We don't know how bad the effects might be on a longer flight, like a two-year Mars operation, uh, Said Levine, who's also director of the Institute for Exercise and Environmental Medicine, a collaboration between UT Southwestern and Texas Health Presbyterian Hospital, Dallas. It would be a disaster if astronauts had such severe impairments that they couldn 't see what they were doing, and it com- uh, compromised the mission. In 2005, astronaut John Phillips launched the ISS with 2020 vision, came back six months later with his vision at 2100.: So Whoa. like
2: five times better.
1: Uh, no. No. Um, others experience a less severe version of the condition. On, so on Earth, gravity pulls fluids down into the body. And each time a person gets out of bed, something known as unloading.
0: That's what I call it, yeah.
1: That's what I call it. I I'm going I'm to unload. Um, but in space, the low gravity allows more than half a gallon of body fluids to gather in the head, applying pressure to the eyeball. It can cause a condition called spaceflight-associated neuroocular syndrome, or SANS- this in turn can lead, I, I love an obvious uh, backwards written acronym. Right. Um,
2: oh, they're, they're, they are full of them. Yeah. Science world is full of very
1: contrived acronyms. Yeah. Uh, so, so this in turn, if you, if you come down with the, with the case of the sands, uh, this can lead to progressive flattening at the back of the eyeball, swelling of the optic nerve, and vision impairment. The pressure in 0g is always lower than the pressure in 1g, but it's not as low as when you're standing up. That's the problem. Normally, we spend one-third of our time lying down at night and two-thirds upright during the day. NASA NASA astronauts can't stand up during flight. Um, So even though the brain pressure in a person lying down on Earth is slightly higher than in someone who's in space, astronauts experience this pressure constantly and can never relieve it by shifting to an upright position. Um, So they never get to unload the brain. So uh, Dr. Levine asks... Can we reintroduce a gravitational gradient? So the sleeping bag... All right.
2: I love this detail, it's, it's, it's co-developed with REI, just the, the people who sell you tents and sleeping bags <laughs> on the high street.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it fits around the person's waist, uh, enclosing their lower body with a solid frame, a suction device. that works on the same <laughs> principles as a vacuum cleaner. All right, this guy did not start off by inventing this. He he noticed this also. Look at look at the look look at the smile on his face. With this I, guy, invented the,
2: the. I think he he might be trying to treat his bulging eyes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh no, the eyes are getting squished. It's the opposite, right?
2: Oh yeah. Well, are they getting Um, squished in or out? I thought they're getting squished out. Oh, are they getting squished squished from
0: the the back, but not out front? I don't know. I don't know. When he was was reading
3: it, I was getting a vision of, like, Beaker from The Muppet Show. Like, that's how you look when this is happening
1: to you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, um, uh, It's a suction device that works on the same principle as a vacuum cleaner. It creates a pressure difference that draws fluid down towards the feet. This prevents it from building up in the brain and applying damage pressure to the eyeball. Several questions need to be answered before the sleeping bag technology is used routinely, including the optimal amou- amount of time astronauts should spend in the sleeping bag every day and what the fuck. Dr. <laughs> Levine explained, does... <laughs> That's not in there. So Dr. Levine explained, does everyone need to do this or is it just the people who are at risk of developing sands? Do you need to do it as soon as you get into space or can you wait and see if your vision changes? Um, he added, that kind of dosing still needs to be worked out. But what
0: does it feel, What does it feel like? I just, like it, would you feel like you're getting a hickey on the lower half of your body the whole night? Like what is the sensation of a: I don't a I don't know sleeping bag.:
3: It sounds low-key like a sex toy, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah I,
0: I, just, I
1: mean, well, you can see in the article that the guy the smile on his face, is he 100 <laughs> percent developed this as a sex <laughs> toy. And then it, it was like, you know, this also could be used, you know. But yeah, this is a sex toy this guy developed for sure. I think we all know that.
0: Um, Yeah, but he says the development means sans may may no longer be a health risk by the time NASA launches to the Red Planet. Why would that be? Um, So cancer survivors played a crucial role in clarifying the problems of the condition. The volunteers still had ports in their heads used to deliver chemotherapy drugs, and these allowed the scientists to measure brain pressure while they were flown on parabolic flights that simulate zero G for a few seconds. A dozen separate volunteers tested the technology itself. Scientists looked, took measurements while they were lying down with and without the sleeping bag. The researchers found that while just three days of lying flat induced enough pressure to slightly alter the eyeball's shape, no such change occurred when the suction technology was used. So it sounds like it's, uh, it could work. Sure. I, w- I do wonder if you wake up with red legs, you know, if there is any. Because it's just lowering the pressure on half your body, like mild hickey all night.
1: Yeah. Have you guys ever, uh, have you ever, like, if you've had a surgery, have you ever had the, um, the, like, anti clotting leg massager thing they make you wear? No. It, it's like if you've, if you've had general anesthesia, right? Yeah. I'm sure it depends on the surgery or whatever. But it's like you, you're laying there and, um, it's sort of like they put these kind of leg warmers on you, but they're like big and puffy, almost like packing material. So it's like these two big, tubes your legs go in and uh they massage your legs um as to prevent blood clots from happening post anesthesia like
3: compression backing th-
1: almost sort of but it's like you know you're they're plugged in and it's um so, so it's you, it's you like have to a stay like you have to stay
2: still with them you can't like go about your business
1: no no you're you're this is like when you're in bed recovering oh, you know okay. you'll you'll be bedridden for like three or four days or whatever i gotcha um And, man, those feel awesome. I've always just thought, like, yeah, I would love to just have the, like, you know, would that cause long-term damage or could you just, like, sleep in those? Because it's great. Super relaxing. That could also just be all the drugs you're also (laughs) on. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So who knows? It might be very annoying to...
2: <laughs> what is it about this leg massage or a morphine that feels good? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to know, um, can you sleep with your feet in those tanks of fish that eat your dead skin? Could you do that? <laughs> and what is that? Have you guys ever paid what? for that? Have you never been to paid a, for a, it? A, a vacation locale where that is a foot spa I, I've definitely option?
2: been past there and I've just... they. they, they it's, it's not the fish... Bit of it that I find off-putting. It's the everyone else's feet being in there. That just <laughs> right. feels
1: horrible. okay You guys, you're gonna have to back up Bad and let part. me know what's going on here.
2: Okay. Going- so I, I've seen this in a but They're in America as well. Like they're yeah. all. They, they they tend to be like in, in shopping malls and various other high traffic places. Okay. And there's is like a little fish tank, like a, a kind of like a little pond in the middle of this mall that's full of these tiny fish, and you sit there, you dangle your bare feet in there, and uh-huh. they supposedly give you a pedicure by eating all the dead skin off of your feet and leave leaving only the fresh stuff but that also means you're sticking your feet in a pool that everyone else is like dying feet and the fish that have eaten that skin and shat it out again
0: and I gotta imagine it's easier just to like take a pumice stone to your feet in the shower so it's probably just the sensation I haven't done it but I'm guessing it's just like ooh that feels weird it must mean it's good or something Hmm. no? i don't know kimberly have you ever if you ever taken one of them dip your feet in those things did we lose kimberly
3: hell no no she's oh well i mean and when you say mall, that's like the first red flag that's, right sure. i mean yeah. I, if i were ever to do that i would have to go to a place that really special. Or
0: like, the first
3: first yeah, world world.
2: Like, like they bring they bring in fresh ones it's like you know you get your own pool and then they empty it afterwards
3: it's like being the first person at the buffet. Like, I have to be the first person eating at the buffet. Yeah. Same idea. My feet have to be the first feet in there.
0: It would also worry you if it's right next door to the mall's sushi place. That would probably exactly. Not yeah, not want to go to either one. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, mall, um, it, it's weird to me that, like, uh, every mall just has cosmetic stuff happening, you know? Like, mean? it's a mall. It's a shopping mall. But then there's just some random place that'll, like, uh, pierce you. Or you can get a mani-pedi. Or, you know, like, I I don't know. The, the, the shit show mishmash that is a mall blows my mind constantly.
3: But that's really like to fashion. Is the, the eyebrow places, the kiosks that are, like, right in the middle of the mall. And you can see people, like, you know what I mean? You're not,
0: like... Right. Is no shame protected
3: yeah yeah and heaven yeah. forbid if you're getting your mustache threaded <laughs> in the middle of the mall where everybody can, i just no no
2: i go there to get my mustache applied <laughs> yeah
3: i get mine braided yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you still yeah. doing those extensions
0: but yeah i, I I've, I've paid Hate handsomely for them, I'm not getting rid of them anytime
1: soon. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended, but they are handsome, very handsome. Yeah, yeah. but I've always like, said you're you're a handlebar man. You thank know? you.
0: If I say you that, I'm get a handlebar beads man. Beads
3: on the <laughs> end of it. You're in Mexico. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, but like a lot, lo- like a beard. lot of beads, not like hair beads, like the beads that make you look like you're the back of a delicatessen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, This reminds me of I. We used to go. Uh, I, I was in the swim team back in the day, and we went. We went to. Um, warm places for a week or two over Christmas to do like the heavy duty two a day practices and stuff to make it like bearable. I don't know, I'm trying to make it seem less glamorous because it sounds exotic, but it's like you're swimming four hours a day. So you go to Florida or occasionally somewhere nicer. Um, so one year we were in Barbados and so men and women, we all don't shave throughout the season. Then we shave at the end of the year to get the extra speed boost, which I know sounds like it isn't a thing, but it genuinely makes a big difference. So, uh, Oh, women. so the
2: idea is like you—you you train with your long hair as well, so that you're getting like the extra drag for, for like tr- extra training.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like, the same like, way.
2: You like also work, working out with weights on you, working.
0: Right. Even and during practice, you also wear multiple suits that are baggied for extra drag. Then, like the la- then at the end of the, me- the season, you wear like a super tight, tiny textile suit. Or these days, they wear the ones that are like you know, um, the thigh length ones. But either way, so the do, point do, is,
2: do you have to be? Um, Sorry to interrupt again, but, like, do you, do you have to, like, do a couple of practices with, like, your new shaved version of you so you don't get freaked out by how much faster you are?
0: It's pretty—the the morning of the warm-ups for those meets, after you've shaved the night before, it's—it's it's the kind of the coolest feeling ever when you dive in and you just fly through the water. It's— uh, it's dorky, I know, but it really does work. But anyway, so the point is, no one's shaving. We're in the middle of the season, so it's been like three months of this. And uh, on, on the beach in Barbados, these guys are coming trying to sell people jewelry. And th- the move is usually to come up to women just put things on them. without their pr- Put bracelets and anklets on them and then be like, see, it looks good, don't you want it? But these guys would come up to the women on our team and like, put ankle bracelets on them and then like... <laughs> double back aghast at the fact that they have hair on their legs and i won't do the accent but it was like pretty i mean it's funny but also awful like hey, why are you no shave like, like okay that's uh that's for them to decide and they're already self-conscious about it but we're athletes we're doing this for a reason but like yeah, they they would dial back their attempts at selling jewelry because they couldn't believe women had hairy legs I could delete that whole anecdote if it's problematic in some way. N- I don't no, know. no, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think
1: it's problematic. I think it's, uh, no, I was just trying to figure out, um, you know, full disclosure, I was trying to figure out when this new Matrix movie drops. Like, is it tonight <laughs> or is it actually tomorrow? Because, uh, you know, I've been, I've been trying to watch the trilogy to catch up, uh-huh. right? And um, none of those movies hold up at all. I, for some the reason, when one? I was in like... The first one? No. Nah, it doesn't hold up No, the soundtrack's like the prodigy Like it's just shit, you know, it sucks I but like I, the prodigy well, well, you're required to by law, Matt but, but it's, um, I just mean It's extremely 1999 You know, right. extremely Like it's nostalgic a bit But it's like, uh, it just It's like if LimeWire was a movie
0: <laughs> Like
1: Wire. it just doesn't Really hold up <laughs> <laughs> But, um yeah, and then those sequels are just the worst.
0: Oh, the so sequels were awful. But yeah, 99 yeah. was a funny year because like Prince made us all think that was going to be the year we would all hope to be partying. And he didn't realize he'd written a song about, let's party like the top charting song is Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Like, that's what <laughs> yeah. 99 was. Yeah. That was the top song in 99? That was maybe it was one of the top songs of that entire year. Was
1: and deser- deservedly so. What a gym. <laughs> um, off the multi-Grammy award-winning album Supernatural. Sure. Um.
0: <laughs> well, I thought you were going into a Matrix-related story with this. You were just saying you're not excited for the Matrix.
1: No, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the new. Uh, yeah.
2: I was going to go into a story about perspectives while well, we, well, we've got a little bit of time left. We've got a few minutes yeah, to there, squeeze it, in an it, extra story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A story about perhaps the a chemical admitted by babies that we didn't know about. The Liam Kennedy sent in this, this story from science.org that this chemical admitted by babies could make men more docile and women more aggressive. Mm-hmm. A possible pheromone in people. This is. But, yeah, possibly pheromones for people could be kind of bullshit. You know, people sell them online. This
1: will make you more appealing, whatever. No, nah, um, man, this... I've heard of baby chemtrails, dude. Baby, <laughs> baby chemtrails through everywhere. If you look, man, if you really look. So this this odorless
2: compound emitted by people, I and mean, in particular babies called hexadecanal, or HEX, that appears to, H-E-X, that appears to foster aggressive behavior in women, but blunted in men. Noam so- Sobel, who's the study author, and as at the Wiseman Institute of Science says, we cannot say this is a pheromone, but we can say it's a molecule expressed by the human body that influences human behavior, specifically aggressive behavior in a predicted manner. Humans emit it from their skin, saliva, and feces, and it's among the most abundant molecules babies emit from their heads. Everyone loves smelling a baby head. When researchers isolated the odorless compound and piped it into mouse cages, it had a relaxing effect on the animals. So to see how it affects people, Eva Mishor, who earned her PhD in Sobel's lab, created a series of computer games designed to evoke intense frustration and a measurable response to it in 126 human participants. Half of them wore a hex-infused adhesive strip on their upper lip while they played, while the others (laughs) wore strips that smelled identical but were hex-free. So they were wearing these fake moustaches tied all together. In one task, they negotiated with an unseen partner to divvy up a sum of virtual money the participants thought they were playing with another person but they were actually playing against computers if a player offered their partner anything less than 90% of the whole amount, the computer re- rejected their proposals with a bright red no, preventing them from earning any money, <laughs> fuck you then they played a game in which they earned opportunities to blast that same partner with noise <laughs> players could choose <laughs> how loud the blasts were by selecting buttons that bore emojis expressing various levels of pain and in doing so display their varying levels of aggression sniffing hex did not calm all the participants down but had different impacts on men and women women exposed to the chemical behaved 19% more aggressively in the noise blast task where men were 18.5% less aggressive
1: Wow! I feel like that's just someone just invented like a horrible game (laughs) like (laughs) we need need an excuse to, to try this game yeah
2: all right, let's try let let's extract some chemicals from babies now to justify this shitty game
1: that I wrote. Yeah, man. Oh, once well, if QAnon reads this article, we're screwed. This is, <laughs> we're gonna, they're going to be all over this.
2: <laughs> I don't know if it's a fuck you game or not because it's like you get really annoyed, but then you get to blast them. <laughs> this
1: person you think is a real person, but actually is just a computer. No, I know, but I can already just hear the like you know Milton Bradley is hoarding babies <laughs> yeah. like.
2: the no blaster (laughs) in a second experiment the scientists compared how individuals behave when exposed to the hex or the control odor while monitoring their brain activity in an fMRI scanner the hex indeed again increased aggression in women by an average of 13% and dampened male aggression by 20% had different effects on brain activity reducing neural communication between brain areas that control aggression in women and boosting communication between those regions in men hmm So, Hmm. yeah, they reckon it could have something to do with infant survival. Hex is one of the most abundant molecules that babies emit from their heads. So this could be, you know, it could make the mothers potentially more aggressive to defend their babies and the fathers more likely or less likely to attack their offspring. Right. Potentially.
0: Okay. it, It would seem like it should be the same directionality for both of them. Either they're both trying to fend off... Well, yeah, I don't
2: I, know though, because like the mother, the the mother would be more likely to stay with the young and then need to defend from predators, and the father m- might be like you know just trying to stir shit up and yeah, start I mean, they fights w- with other men or, or
1: other males around, and yeah, and I would assume way back in the day they weren't they weren't necessarily partners,
0: you right. know. And aren't there some um, mammal species where like the males sometimes kill offspring because they might not I be theirs or something? That. Or Yeah.
1: Right. I don't know. Right. Or they it just kind there, of cry, there's some cries too loud and baby. you're trying to
0: watch TV, you know?
3: I think I've heard of some primate that eat their baby.
0: I might be wrong. Like the males. Yeah, I think I have too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they would know or guess that they aren't there somehow by smell yeah. or something. Or And you they... know
1: what? I'm against it.
0: <laughs> Matt's taken up. Yeah, no,
1: I mean I was no, I was um, you know, the jury was out for me, but I think recently I've become against um infanticide. infanticide. <laughs> I'm
2: just gonna say it. I'm putting I'm putting it on the record right now. Mark All right. it down.
0: All right. Is this one of those things there. where you just like it, only because it's the holiday season, like people like donate more this time of year, like you are only against Infanticide because it's late December? Uh-huh.
2: Andy ask me again in march okay we'll, we'll figure it okay, out. okay
1: well I, I hope you're good with getting cancelled matt um when the pro infanticide uh yeah I don't, I don't care i
2: don't care yeah. you, i don't if care you're, if, you're an, yeah. if you're if you're an infanticist infantilizer infant that's infanticider but... there we go yeah don't care for you i don't mm-hmm. I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm just putting that on i'm putting that out there' we'll back yeah. up if you guys this, have kids no. no, not not anymore.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> he wasn't always against it. Um, very, that's very funny, Matt. Uh, no, Kimberly, do you? Do you have children? No, that you know about? Um, oh, come kidding. on, now. I'm kidding.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I don't know no. why these articles don't link to the. I want to play this game because someone made a game just to make you <laughs> mad. Why can't they just link to the game? I'll I don't just...
2: think it would be that hard to write that game. <laughs>
0: like I don't think to design a game. It's
1: that basically
2: text based, isn't it? Is well, oh. and I'm
1: already running around town just sort of sniffing babies, so I'm perfect. Yeah, so we, <laughs> I mean, we for have me, all it's the ingredients to play this. Yeah, that's what I do I know, with most I know most where to of get my day Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm always I'm always sniffing babies, running around sniffing.
3: How much time in jail do you think you're going to do for, like, sniffing, like, random people's baby (laughs)
1: heads? Yeah, I mean, so I think about this a lot, how uh, (laughs) there's stuff that happens where... The reason I thought about this recently, I was at Target the other day, and it's a weird thing that happens where um, just other things that are happening will put you in a crime, like... Uh, so I, I go to the bathroom to pee, right? Sure. And uh, this thing happens in the male restroom where the there are the urinals lined up. And a lot of times, the way's little kid, like a super little kid will be in there, but their pants are all the way down. That's how they pee. They'll just pull their pants all the way down and drop them on the floor. So I walk in and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm out. Like, I got to turn around and leave. Because, um, like, I'm not going to hang out with some kid with his pants down yep. in a bathroom. Um, not twice. But I hate that. No. Now, <laughs> No, I just hate, I hate that like uh, stuff will happen where you're just, you're like, this is a crime and I didn't do any, I'm just hanging out.
0: Actually that happened. I had a backyard barbecue and like some friend had a two-year-old and just brought him over and like decided it was naked time. I was like, well, there goes the chance for me to take any pictures with my friends at this party. Yeah, it's over.
1: It's over. You can't, you know, it's horrible. I don't want, if someone's under 25, I don't want to be near them like ever, you know, it's horrible. No, I don't sniff babies' heads, but I imagine if you randomly sniff babies' heads, I think somehow it would just be like a weird misdemeanor or something.
0: Yeah, it's one of those <laughs> things where like someone's who do I call for this? There's not right. I mean, what
1: is the crime on the? I don't know, like being a it, like being a public nuisance or something. I don't <laughs> I mean, know it's how. It's not it
3: would... wrong, but it's wrong. It's <laughs> right. one of those. Oh no, it's yeah, that's it, exactly it. it.
1: It's totally wrong, and it's one of those things that's like obviously indicative of way worse behavior um if someone were to do that i just think that like if that if you just walked around like sniffing random babies i think it would just be like a fine for some I reason i
0: don't even know if it's that it's matt i forgot do you do you have a thing in your act about taking things out of people's carts before they paid for them in a grocery store like what is no, that this is, is
1: uh, what well, kind of this
2: it, it's a true story um it, it actually happened to me in scotland that's that's the now I'm in the US. That's that, That's the only lie in the story. Is I sometimes set it in America, but it happened to, it happened at Scott Mid in Edinburgh, the the co-op, uh, at about two a.m. And someone just bought my basket of food. <laughs> not illegal. <laughs> I just, wow. Not illegal. I, yeah. I, I, I just I put the basket on the counter and then just went to get something else, and and then I came back and he was just walking out of the store with a couple of shopping bags <laughs> and my basket was empty. He just like bought my stuff.
0: Wow. <laughs> and- it wasn't that your stuff, eat. to be fair. yeah but that's what i
2: mean yeah again it it isn't technically there is no crime there you
3: curated his his groceries that is
2: exactly what happened the only (laughs) legal things that happened were that those all those groceries legally belonged to the store and then he gave money to the store. So they became legally his and he walked out with it. Yep. That is everything that happened from a legal perspective. <laughs> it's just.
1: So here's a weird thing that happened to me uh, very recently is I went to um, uh, the T-Mobile. St- I, you know, I got a Droid, you know, um, phone. Uh, and I went to T-Mobile to get a, a charger. I lost my charger, needed a new charger, right? So I buy it. And um, it's like 30 bucks or whatever for the wall, brick and charger thing. And it's in a cardboard box and I buy it and I go home and I open the box and the box is completely empty. There's nothing (laughs) there's nothing in the box. And it's such a lightweight thing anyway. I mean, I don't you don't think about it. I just paid for it weighs nothing. It's a charger. So I, I paid paid for it and left and the box was empty. And then I had to go back to the store and be like, this is weird. The box was empty. And there, there's you look
2: like, yeah, you there's like you're just doing the world's weakest grift. Yeah, there's yeah. no
1: way for me to prove I didn't steal that charger, and I fucking didn't. And they gave me, you know, they gave me a new one, but treated me like horrible the whole time. <laughs> like this guy, yeah, this that guy just fraudulent though. It looks so fraudulent, but it's also like <laughs> someone else shoplifted it. I paid for it, and it's a fucking empty box. I mean, I felt horrible about it.
2: But what I what I want to know is the person who actually shoplifted it. Why is it harder to steal the contents, like the box, than it is to steal the contents of the, like taking the contents out of the box? Yeah, and then walking away. Like, how? What's the sleight of hand? Oh, has, well, you know I, what? I no, think, I think I've worked it out. I think it's, you, you take you pick it up and you look at the box and you spec, you make a big show of inspecting it while you kind of like palm the contents of it and then you put it back on the counter. So anyone watching is like, well, they put it back.
3: They.
1: That is like nightmare. an
3: inside job to me.
1: I, yeah, it, I think it's mainly for the thing on the way out, right? Like, the you don't RFID. know what's going to cause no, the yeah. alarm. That's the a good point. And also, I up.
2: think you're right, Kimberly. It could, inside job, because then it just it doesn't affect the stop numbers. It doesn't affect the count until too late. Right.
1: Yeah, it was, it was just one, I mean, it was like the most awkward, weird, I just, I had to walk in and I'm immediately like, listen, I 100% know what this looks like. <laughs>
0: Whatever was
1: in
3: there is probably being sold like on the
1: black market of charger. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I was I was like I could not prove there was nothing in that. Yeah. Like I couldn't prove I didn't steal it. They just had to believe me and like. Also, I left like a twenty dollar bill,
2: uh, (laughs) (laughs) like near near a register, and I don't know if any of you saw that twenty dollar bill of mine that I
1: left. Yeah. It was, yeah, it sucked.
2: Yeah, it looks 100 percent like a grift. Um, you know, yeah. you know what isn't a grift? What's that going buddy? to see? Going to see Kimberly when she does live stand-up comedy and other things online. Where can our listeners find you, Kimberly? There it is. Oh my
3: gosh! Well, um, you can find me actually. I have a special on Netflix. Tiffany Haddish's Hi. presents. They ready? I'm in season two, episode four. So check that out. And then uh, you can always find my upcoming dates on KimberlyClarkComedy.com. That's it.
0: Excellent.
1: All right. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah,
0: you could, def- everybody should check out The already. Very funny. And your set is particularly great in that.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And filmed it on your own camera, which I think is very cool.
3: <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> um, just handed it in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Netflix, Not Netflix, shot on
3: my camera.
1: Yeah. Netflix is going to save a ton of money with this special. <laughs> She's like a red scarlet she carries around. Um, um, that's you awesome. C- you can find us, as always, <laughs>
2: probablyscience.com, Twitter at probablyscience, individually at Andy T. Wood, at Jesse K's, at Matt Kirshan. Probablyscience at gmail.com is the email address for any questions, comments, clarifications, stories you would like us to cover. Um, if you still owe someone some Christmas presents and you haven't done your Christmas shopping, our two current sponsors, please consider them. You could go to slash probably and get a wondrium subscription. And also, you could go to manscaped.com and use the offer code probably. And in both cases, you get deals, you get discounts, you get freebies. Get, the, and
1: get that body wash, that Manscaped body wash. is It is, is incredible. good. I've been using that. It's incredible. Um, yeah, it's great. Don't go sniff any babies. <laughs> Just sniff uh, your Manscaped
0: body wash, yeah.
1: Yeah, if, you're, if, if you can't smell your Yankee Candle or your Manscaped body wash, don't leave a bad review. Go get a oh, COVID test.
2: And, and, and Denver people... Um, Covid permitting, uh, things still being open permitting, I will be doing my last show of the year at the Grolix show at the Bug Theater on the thirtieth. That's New Year's Eve Eve. I'll be with the Grolix guys um, in Denver, and if you know, you know how to find them. If you know anything about Denver comedy, then you already know those guys, and you know how to find things.
0: Yep. And everybody, stay Very safe cool. out there. Get your get your boosters, and um, yeah, yeah. It seems like we're in for. Some interesting stuff. Uh, ahead, it's so going to be a weird. It's going to be a
1: weird. It's going to be a weird winter, but uh, we're going to get through it, guys. Yep. We're going to get through it. Kimberly, can't thank you enough for uh, coming on the uh, the program for our Christmas spectacular. And, and listeners, thank you so much listeners, for having
3: me, you guys are a lot of fun. Uh,
1: yeah. You did great.
3: And listeners, thank you for joining us for another year.
0: Yeah. Oh, you, you know what? In we'll few, talk to you before right? I, in a few weeks. It'll be our tenth anniversary of this podcast, so we should think about doing something for that.
1: That is so Holy fucking depressing. Crazy. That is not good. Though. <laughs> that is
0: not.
2: <laughs> Too many years yeah is this the point where like birthdays become sad yeah <laughs> like, yeah like, oh my god like when you're a kid every birthday is a joy and then the older you get the more they're like oh god there goes another one
1: <laughs> dude i've been doing so so i'm uh as of my next birthday i will have been doing comedy for more than half my life holy shit isn't that i mean it started young but
2: it's yeah.
0: like a oh yeah jesus have i hit
2: that point i haven't quite i'm i'm very close to that point it's, it's like so depressing.
0: Like, like when George Harrison, when the Beatles broke up, George Harrison had been in the Beatles for 14 of his 27 years, right?
1: 26 years.
0: 26 years. Yeah. He joined
1: when he was 12, 13. No, he was he was 13, so 13 years. But um, he was 26 when they broke up. So, crazy. and you're just like, you're just like, well, I don't, uh, I got nothing, man. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I got nothing. Um, anyway, listeners, yeah. thank you, Kimberly, thank you,
2: and we'll see you next time.
0: Bye bye. Bye-bye.